Man, I was editing last week's show. I yeah? think I said the word um 5,000 times. Oh, man. And Sometimes... I feel like I was uh, doing a good job about it before. Like, I, I tried to catch it and improve my patterns. And I feel like the last couple of weeks I've slipped really far back into some old habits. Yeah, I, I mean... I think that happens or like it'll just be like you find a word and you end up using it a lot. That episode is filler. It's not always um like for me. I, I don't do um a whole lot anymore, but I hedge on like too much. Uh, there's there's a couple others that I'll, I'll catch myself using when I when I'm editing my audio before I send it to you and I'll delete the ones that I don't think will be missed. But I don't want to like throw off the flow of the episode when you edit either. So I, I have to make a little bit of a. I don't know, decisions about which ones I'll remove. But in general, I try to remove some of the verbal filler. I am also kind of lazy when I edit for for this because I do it like Sunday morning in 10 minutes and it's like, there, Cameron has it now. I can go about my day. I do think that I should be better at talking having done podcasts now for like years and years and years. But I haven't really yeah, strived. Yeah. I, really I don't mean that in a way myself. that like, you're lazy. I I mean, I I feel like how we treat this show in particular is you and me kind of uh, decompressing after a rough week sometimes. Yeah, it, it is. Uh, it's an excuse for us to hang out and talk about stuff and never repeat ourselves unless it's about Warhammer or Overwatch or Diablo or Star Wars or Warhammer again. What else do we talk about a lot? Uh, oh, furry porn or... Man, I am so sick of Overwatch right now. <laughs> or Fortnite. Oh, so uh, Fortnite. It's very funny. Uh, did you see the new Fortnite uh, crossover they're doing? Is this another like Holocaust museum? <laughs> no, that was last week, Chad. Okay, okay. I'm sorry. I'm a week behind of my Fortnite news. They did a crossover with Jujutsu Kaisen. I don't know who that is. Okay, thank you. Um, I can guess. I said um again. Jujutsu Kaisen is a very popular shonen. Oh! I've never heard of it before. And I'm looking Neither at this I. Fortnite stuff, and I'm like, what is this? I don't even recognize these characters. Like, normally, you know, I, I go to Comic-Con or something, and I'll at least see, like, bags... I'll see posters, and it's like I have a vague uh, cursory knowledge that something is going on. I've never seen any Jujutsu Kaisen anything before now. And then for today's episode, we wanted to talk about some shonen stuff. And I Google, you know, what's a what's a popular shonen right now? Oh, Jujutsu Kaisen. It's like number eight on a lot of these lists of top tens or whatever. And I'm like, what is it? Wait, like, where did this come from? Yeah, I don't. I've never heard of this one either. Uh, I don't even have a. Obviously, the the Fortnite trailer gives me zero impression of it because it's in Fortnite style and it's nineteen seconds long. I I don't think I'll Google it. I don't know if I care that much. Shonen is a weird beast. I don't know if we want to just get into it. Uh, we, we can. It's up to you. Like, I wanted to talk about it after watching Demon Slayer because I was really impressed with Demon Slayer. As both a shonen and just kind of like a modern anime, there's a lot of really cool things that, that's happening in that. 
And it reminds me of the stuff I grew up with because to me, the, the shonen years are like your teen years. You really, really enjoy that stuff and it's hype and, and violent and kind of dumb, but you're 14 to 17 and you're hype and violent and kind of dumb and it just, it works really well. And then you get older and you stop caring about it. At least that's the trajectory I took. I know a lot of people who who did not take that trajectory. And it's like, you know, you guys can watch stuff for adults. Like, you don't always have to watch kids stuff. And I know I'm the pot calling kettle black when I say that. But where was I going? Oh, man. Yes. You can go. You just reminded me of a really embarrassing. uh, 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 What's the word? It was Person? a story on 4chan somebody posted. They, they posted this thing where they, uh, high school, they love shonen, they love manga, they love all this anime stuff. Just that's the only thing they care about. That's all they read. Uh, going to college, that's all they read. That's all they care about. Somebody gives them like a real book and they're like, oh, fine, I'll read it. And it was actually really good. And then he realized that by comparison, none of the anime or manga that he <laughs> It's like, oh, wait, none of this compares to actual literature. I've been wasting my whole life. Yeah. And it was embarrassing because it was kind of this, like, he, he took it way too seriously. Like, it was really the otaku type. And it's not that that's bad. Stuff can exist for kids and young adults and all that stuff. And there, there's nothing wrong with, like, guilty pleasures or going to a Marvel movie as an adult. Like, I don't care. It's just weird when people will focus on it and they'll pretend that's the only form of movie. Right. Like, as someone who has done multiple episodes with Emily on this RSS feed about, like, children's books and anime and cartoons, clearly I still like that stuff a lot. But I do consider, like, when I learned Demon Slayer was a shonen, because it was recommended by a handful of people as, hey, this is really good. And I was like, well, I don't don't really want to watch a shonen, though. Like, I'm kind of over that shit. Where, you know, they're friends and they get together and they power up and they kill the bad guy. Because a lot of the stuff I grew up on was was really in that realm. I mean, Dragon Ball Z didn't have a whole lot going on. Uh, Naruto was fun. Didn't have a lot going on. I didn't catch Bleach until I was much older and really didn't care for it at all. Uh, there's... I, I hold, like... Inuyasha's technically not a shonen, but it's in the vein of as far as, like, how the story is told and, and the character archetypes. And, like, I, I have a lot of nostalgic fondness for that. Is it good? <laughs> Probably not. And so I only have, you know, I have limited time. If I'm going to watch anime, I, I, I kind of have like different genres I skew towards now. Mostly slice of life comedy, which is a weird swerve, but it is what it is. And then I watched Demon Slayer and I was like, oh, actually, like there's some really fucking rad stuff going on here. This is a, this is a really cool show and it's almost subverting my expectations, but I haven't really watched a modern shonen in like a decade. Like I just I skip them. I, they're not for me, so I don't watch them. I have no idea what the state of it is right now. I can only talk about what I've seen. And maybe my my views of them are a little old-fashioned now. I'm a man-child, and I play with Lego blocks. Lego blocks are cool. I like Legos. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Did you see that? Um, They're, they're putting out, like, a so, set that's, like, three bugs. Like, like models. Like, Lego models. No. They're like, oh, it looks really fucking sweet. Uh, it's one of those like, oh, I could get this and put it on my like desk at work. Uh, Lego Prang Mantis. Let's see if I can just quick find it. Because fuck this show. I'm allowed to just be be talking about stuff like Lego Prang Mantis. 
Oh, there's a lot of them that people have made, and none of them look like the one I want. Well, this is this is a bad conversation. I'm sorry. So uh, I want to talk about. No, I want to talk about Demon Slayer. So what have you seen? I've I've watched uh, until the end of it, basically. So I haven't I haven't obviously the show's not over, but I've watched to the last available episode. Okay, I think I've seen the first season and the movie. The movie's really good, uh, and the I really like it. These Legos are actually real red, right? Yeah, I think the, I love all of those. That it's really cool. I wish I know. I wish it was like individual sets. <laughs> I don't want it all three, but they're all very nice. That's weird. I think the the butterfly with the two flowers looks really pretty, um, and the Hercules beetle is really cool. Just the fact that like, hey, we made a Hercules beetle because those things are those things rock. Those are just a neat ass bug. Okay, I'm sorry. We we keep getting distracted by Legos and bugs. We're not children. We're, uh, we're Demon criticizing Slayer, children's I like. stuff. Demon Slayer, I think the art is very pretty. Yeah. I think... What's the word? Consequences? I feel like it's refreshing the way that it feels like there's danger and there's stakes. One of the things I noticed, and this is uh, a bit more after the train arc, uh, so the the red light district arc, which I think is probably my favorite. The train arc is great, and the one after it is like, there's some really cool shit in that. And one of the things my brother said after a big fight was like, I don't think I've seen a shonen where like the hero gets this shit kicked out of him to this degree. Like uh, the main character, and I'm blanking on his name because it's been a little bit now. Tanjiro. He, he goes to, like, the hospital a lot. Like, every every main fight he gets in, he gets fucked up. And it looks like he gets fucked up. And then he's got to, like, really force himself to train to the next level of, of, you know, ability. And it makes me think of, like, Yu Yu Hakusho or Naruto and, and some of the way training and power-ups work or, or Dragon Ball Z. And they just narratively feel better in this show. Like, there's a... They're, I don't know, they're like elegantly handled despite being very obvious okay, we need to make the characters more powerful so the fights can get even more like insane. And so you're you're playing into your genre conventions, but it just it seems like like they learned, you know, it's an evolution of, of this and not just, well we're just gonna go for it. I don't know, it, it's it's weirdly smart at times as far as how it handles its its power. It's weirdly smart it's it's also weirdly unique because in a lot of ways it's not that unique. Right. You know, it follows a lot of shonen tropes. It relies on tropes, I think, a bit just to expedite the storytelling. But at the same time, I have trouble comparing it to things because it kind of stands on its own really, really well. Yeah, there there are things that remind me of other things. I remember when I first started it, and like we were like three episodes in, and I wasn't really feeling it. I feel like the, the start to most anime, like you really do got to give it like three or four episodes before you make a judgment on them, because they can be really clunky in the beginning. And I was going, this is like Inuyasha meets Naruto, and they're cramming the first seasons of both in like four episodes as far as setup, where we got swords, we got big sword attacks, we got demons, we got demon slaying school and once you get through that it gets to me a lot better and it felt like it was weirdly going through the motions to set stuff up 
and to be like really dramatic and kind of sad. And I was like, okay, wow, I, okay, I don't know, I don't know about this. And then it finds its footing and it, it gets quite a bit better in ways that I don't think like Naruto and Inuyasha do. Granted, it's been a while since I've seen Naruto, but I don't, I don't have like a whole lot of high memories of that. Other than the 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 Rock Lee and Gara fight was pretty rad. I wonder how far did you get through Naruto? Oh geez, we watched um we watched a lot. This was back when it was on Cartoon Network or Adult Swim. I can't remember which one. I know for a fact. Uh, well, okay, I uh, it, it ended there, and I ended up picking up on it. I think on YouTube, and so I watched to when Sasuke got kidnapped, and then Naruto had to fight him, and like they both like went weird demon forms and beat the shit out of each other. And Sasuke was like, I'm evil now. And then the comments were like, hey, after this, it's oh. 90 episodes of filler. And I'm just like, fuck that. And then I stopped. Oh, so like that's not really even ship it in then. No, no, I didn't watch any of that. Oh, so yeah, you, you basically saw a third of Naruto. Which was like 130 some say, episodes. But I mean, I, I'm not going to say that you totally missed out. Like you have to go back and watch it. But I will say that there are some things in Shippuden that were really smart and had neat payoff to it. There are other parts that, mm, less so. But there sure. are moments I want to give it credit. Uh, Demon Slayer, though, I just want to say one remark, especially, is that I love the art design uh, in the manga. It looks just so strikingly, you know, like the, the high contrast. There's a lot of black and white boldness i think some of these comics sometimes rely a little too much on gradients and shading and you can do it very easily in computer software nowadays too so you can get cool cross hatching done really really fast they don't seem to do a lot of that here a lot of it feels hand drawn like just authentic uh you know real painstakingly done art in yeah. a way that i just really appreciate one one of the things about Demon Slayer, but then that, that I also think... translates to the anime very well. The anime is super pretty, uh, but that, yes, that's yes. that's the last point I really wanted to harp on. Okay, I got a couple more with that anime. Um, the the first one is, I I feel like it does a really good job of at least trying to make its villains seem sympathetic, and this happens really at the end of, when he's fighting the weird spider kid. And you get, like, this flashback to the spider kid, and he's, like, his family's dead, and so he's trying to create a new demon family out of spiders, and he's got his dad and his mom, and there's, like, this tragic element to it. And I feel like all of the villains in Demon Slayer are, at their core, like, really tragic characters that have been just kind of left behind by society or got sick or, or had family members killed, and, and so they had no one else to take care of them. And it feels like the show has kind of things to say about the nature of, of having a support group. And there's so there, there's these like themes that run throughout the show, especially as it goes on. And I do not remember anything like that important being said in Naruto or Inuyasha or, or Dragon Ball Z, right? Like it feels a lot more, I don't know, literary is maybe not the right word, but it definitely has like things it wants to say. I think that's really cool, and it's definitely something that's missing in a lot of the shonen I grew up with, which are just kind of like fun stories where people beat the shit out of each other in fighting tournaments, which is fine, but I definitely want more than that out of my media these days. 
Yeah. Uh, I think one of the reasons I like Demon Slayer, I can compare it to Dragon Ball and Naruto. No, not not Naruto. Uh, One Piece and Dragon Ball and others. But the protagonist's superpower is just that they're nice. Like, they're good. Yeah. And they choose to see the best in people. And yeah. it gives you these moments, like with uh, Goku fighting Frieza, where he finally defeats Frieza. And then, instead of killing him, he gives him enough energy to escape the exploding planet. And he says, get out of here. And it's super satisfying when Frieza rejects that and out of spite tries to hit Goku one more time. Because it just it, it, it contrasts the good and bad perfectly. And it's a yeah. great moment that really sticks with you, you know? With Demon Slayer, it's so much smarter. Because it's not just, I am superior, but I will show mercy because I am Superman. It's this sort of thing where the monsters and the villains are so horrific. And it's also in this setting where people die a lot. Usually not main characters. But there's always examples of... Like, here's a person, and then, oh, they have this tortured existence, or here's this victim, they just got exploded in a blink of an eye. And something that I like about, like, Wild West stories and samurai stories is that sense of a duel where two parties meet, and there's a splits, you know, that split-second reaction time, and the swords go shink, and then the winner wins. And it's always on the edge of a knife of who's going to die. And with Demon Slayer, there's a lot of these moments where precision is so important. And that's literally what the fight is. Like, they're practically evenly matched. And they both have their gimmicks. And they're they're deflecting each other. And it's like, okay, what are you going to do? And I think my favorite thing out of everything I've seen was that one demon with the drums in the house. Oh, yeah, he was cool. He was cool. But his power was like, he'd hit the drums and it would shift gravity in the house. And so he had complete control of the terrain everywhere. And he's throwing people around at his will. And it's like, how do you fight this? And at the same time, you know, our protagonist character guy that I can't pronounce his name. He's not only doing his best to navigate this, but he's also so like courteous that he refuses to step on paper that people have written on because that's rude. Yeah. And the demon notices that like you get this flashback of when he was a tortured writer that uh, his boss was always yelling at him and he was a failure and he put all his work into his writing and that wasn't good enough for society. And that's what turned him into a demon. And when he saw <laughs> you know, this guy respecting his transcripts, that was that split-second reaction where he flinched, and he was like, well, wait, what? And that was the window that killed him. But also, you know, the the Demon Slayer takes the moment to pray for the fallen demon, too. And yeah. wish that the spirit finds rest in a way that no one else does. And it's like, this is the best ever. <laughs> I love it. One of the things that I just I just kind of realized is that the um, all the other demon slayers that we see other than Tanjiro and then like kind of his two buddies, the the main ones that are uh, you know they're Hokage or whatever the hell the name they came up with I don't remember what it is, 
but they're just as kind of like fucked up and tortured as the demons they kill. And you, you get their backstories and a lot of them are, are quite tragic. You know, uh, demons killed my parents. Demons killed these people. Uh, this happened. Bad thing happened. P- people sick. Demons killed. Yada, yada, yada. And so they become demon slayers because they have really nothing else to do. And the difference is that like this happens to Tanjiro. His parents are all murdered. His family's murdered. Uh, but Nezuko isn't and she's kind of like holding on to humanity in a way that none of the other demons are and so he's got someone to like live for and so he doesn't let revenge consume him he doesn't let hatred consume him he doesn't let contempt consume him right so you have all the demons who have had a bad break and are spat on by society for one reason so they basically spit back and then you have all the demon slayers who uh had something tragic happen to them and their way of bouncing back is basically to embrace revenge and, like, other self-destructive behaviors. And Tanjiro's just, like, in the middle of being like, you know, if we all just got some fucking therapy, none of us would be killing each other. It's smart. It's about it's cool. humanity in a way that I sincerely did not expect to see. Yeah. I like to... Um, <laughs> this is a, a spoiler, I guess. But I love that moment in the train when uh everyone's like asleep and the people are entering the dreams to kill them in their sleep and would like you know everybody has these subconscious levels and these subconscious defenses and tanjiro's defense was that he literally does not have one and he's just trusting and his yeah. subconscious sensed that the assassin wanted to kill him so he guided him to the point where it's like oh yeah here you could kill me this is what you wanted right and it's like pure innocent sense, and that was so pure that it made the assassin break down crying, and he couldn't do it. It's just the best. I love this character so much, and I love how they portray it because it always kind of catches you off guard when those uh, peak moments happen. Yeah, he's not like a saccharine character. It doesn't rub you the wrong way. It, it always feels very in character for him, and just. It's contrasted with the world he lives in so well that you're just like, oh, this is this is nice. Like there is a nice person that inhabits this this realm. I would uh, recommend continuing. I'm not going to spoil anything from the next arc. I do think the next arc is really good. the The fight scene at the end is fucking nuts, and it goes on for like ten episodes. And I I think it's paced really well, and it's it's cool. There are parts of it where. I kept I kept expecting it to devolve into like really shitty humor or or shitty tropes that I've seen before and don't like. And it always kind of never did that. Like it it knew exactly when to subvert expectations and basically not take like the really cheap lowbrow way to to tell its story. And that's that's really when I kind of started respecting it. I do think the show has you know, it's a, it's ass pulls as far as power creep and whatnot, like Tanjiro will be like, I just learned a new ability right now, and I'll save the day with it. And you're like, oh, okay, buddy. I guess I guess Goku did that, too. I can't be too upset. This is part of the genre. So it's not perfect. But God, is it is it one of the better ones, for sure, as far as Shonen go? Yeah, I'm trying to remember anything comparable to, like, in, in Naruto. And I don't think Naruto ever got smart. I don't think he did either. It's uh, it's fun. It, it's a fun action thing. I understand why it's popular. I do get it. I think there's a flashiness to it that's very entertaining. But I don't think it was ever too deep. 
No. Uh, I think the, the thing that got me to stop watching, though, was uh, there's a series of games, and sometimes the animation in the games was better than the anime, and there were some very climactic fights that were portrayed much more interestingly in the game. They didn't just adapt the same you know, scene shot for shot. They would actually add more to it. And I don't know where this is coming from. Like, I don't know if the people that work on Naruto were feeding them like ideas that they couldn't get animated because of the budget or something. But it's like they would build on it in such a way where I would go back and watch that episode of the anime and it wasn't as entertaining. That's interesting because I remember like when I grew up as far as uh, anime based video games, like they were all all kind of bad. Right. And so at a certain point. Yeah. They started to get good, and I'm just like, oh boy, I don't, uh, I don't know when this happened. I, 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 I slept through it. It's nice though. Let's see. I'm trying to remember. I think that was Ninja Storm. Yeah, the Ninja Storm series. Okay. I feel like I have to find an example of one to show you, but it might take a while, so I won't talk about it now. Are I there, want um... to derail us in a different way. Okay, do it. Oh what? Oh no! I was gonna I was gonna no, shift the conversation. Oh, I was gonna ask you like if there was any from your your childhood shonens that that maybe you'd want to talk about that really like tickle the uh, the nostalgia chemicals. I have a very soft spot for Yu Yu Hakusho. That was the one I was gonna say. I feel like the art design felt more authentic. There was something about it where it's like, oh, this is actually Japanese. Like, not that Dragon Ball wasn't, but Dragon Ball felt very safe in a way where if I found out it was done in an American studio, I wouldn't have been surprised. There was something really special about Yu Hakusho. I think visually, but also tonally, and the way it handled power. Because, uh, like, the first two seasons of it are, well, the first season's a little like, okay. This is this is this kind of show. And then the second season is like one of the best tournament arcs ever in anime. And you're like, oh, fuck, here we go. And then the third one, the characters have like totally different power structures. And now, the you know, these kind of stupid anime characters have to like learn how to be smart. And, and it really knows when to just kind of like shake things up, I guess. And, and it, it keeps itself really interesting. I like all the characters in it. I think they're really fun. The The voice actor for Kubara, at least in the Japanese version, is amazing. That dude just gives it his all, and it's super fun. So yeah, like, nothing but good things to say about Yu Yu Hakusho. This is almost tangential, though, because what I wanted to talk about was, uh, I'm going to call it a parody that came out recently. This is what you had me watch today, correct? Yeah, Punch Punch Forever. I think this was a Glad Space a couple weeks ago, but you that haven't seen right. it yet, right? Yeah, I I watched it um like an hour or two ago before I had supper. I was really really I love impressed that it's with it. Every anime that you've ever watched as a child, it it really was even down to the way um certain voices sounded. Like, like the actual voice itself of some of these characters. I was like, oh, that's that character trope. Every character who who does the, acts like this sounds like this voice or really close to. 
Yeah, <laughs> there's they, they did a great job with the voice acting. I actually forgot. I watched it the first time and I didn't even realize it was in Japanese because I was just so sucked into this fantasy of watching this genuinely that I'd even consciously think about the voice acting. It just felt like watching a cartoon. Yeah. But yeah, Punch Punch Forever, it, it sets up this like concept of uh, there's a big tournament about who can save the or no who's in control of the world, and the demons win every year. And this year, there's a, a human's going to try and win, and this is her story. And it just sort of reminds me of how cheesy the Yu Hakusho finale ended up being, because like somehow they just turned the whole thing into there will be a tournament. Oh, okay. Like, none of the other show felt like a tournament structure. So it was weird to shoehorn that in at the end. And then it was, like, just some guy's dad won. And so he's the new king of hell. <laughs> so, okay. That's great. Well, okay. So season two of you, Hakusho, was, like, nonstop tournament. So it's kind of weird that they repeated that structure to me when season three felt like such a different... You know, trying to be different. And then season four felt like, oh, let's go back to yeah. something kind of safe and easy. But the the yeah, tone of it I was different. That. that was weird. I, I loved it. Like, Yu Yu Hakusho, like, Yusuke is so dumb. And he's like, I don't know how to lead anything, but I love to punch things. So we're going to have a fighting tournament to see who rules hell. And everyone's like, okay. <laughs> like, why not? It's really, it is stupid, but it, I felt, it felt kind of on brand, at least for that character. The fact that everybody else agreed to do it, not so much. I think I've shown you these before, but you've seen the uh, King of the Hill Yu Hakusho crossover, right? Oh, I don't know if I have. There are these amazing Photoshop jobs <laughs> where it's like, <laughs> like Hank will have um, your meshi by the collar, and they just photoshopped like Hank's face. Uh, over Kubara. He's like, damn it, you're a meshi, I'm gonna kick your ass. <laughs> <laughs> you think when the like, people at Adobe a were making Photoshop, they were like, oh, you know, it's gonna be awesome. I don't know why this, this caught on, but there's several of them. Anyways, so Punch Punch Forever. Punch Punch Forever was very funny. It's a yeah. very good uh, satire. It relies on like all the tropes you know and just calls them out one by one so you can enjoy them all. But also, I generally just want to watch more episodes. Well, yeah, that's the thing. Like, it's this weird crosswind of like it's an elaborate shit post, but it's also really good. And I think some of the stuff it's setting up, as far as like a comedy battle shown in it goes, is like totally valid like i would i would watch this if he this person made more episodes i would watch them i, I want to know what happens i like how they're dropping breadcrumbs about the surprise twist that will come later that the mom and the evil satan character like dated or something yeah i picked up uh, on like that. it's just the, the way that they play up this whole, like, you know, the, huh, I wonder why she's so eager to leave now that he's on the screen. And then just, like, the, <laughs> the main character's, like, looking back at the screen and the and the daughter back and forth. And you just notice, like, wait, they have the same tail and the same horns and the same color eyes and the same color skin and the same color hair. And the, 
it's just so it's so funny how I remember as a kid watching Dragon Ball and there was that whole sequence with uh oh what did what was the name he went by? It was it was like Jackie Chun. Do you remember that? No. There was a part where they had uh, Goku in a tournament and Master Roshi disguised himself as a contestant to make sure that Goku didn't win. But it was just clearly Master Roshi with his glasses off. Oh. And gelled hair. And everybody is kind of like they're they're half self-aware where it's like how huh, how come how come Jackie Chun's there and Master Roshi's missing Goku's fight? They're like how come they're never in the same place at the same time? And they kept adding layers of, like, explaining it away. Or at some point he had a body double, so people did see him at the same place at the same time. And it just kept playing with it, where it's like, that looks, that's the same guy. I, we, we can see that. I'm, are, you, are you calling me stupid? And then it'll call you stupid and say, no, it's fine. And you go, okay. And he just keeps going back and forth on that until the end. And it's just, I love that so much. I never really watched a lot of like main Dragon Ball. I definitely more jumped on with, with Z. I had seen some of it of Dragon Ball. Oh. But not a lot. And uh, obviously then I grew up with Dragon Ball Z and like the tone of that show and what it was going for. And so then you go back to Dragon Ball and you're like, oh, this is a. Uh... And again, a lot of ways probably better because it it's stupid and it's not really. It, you know, it, it understands what it is in its tone and it's having a good time. Versus Dragon Ball Z being a lot more like melodramatic, but without the character writing to really back up the, the melodramatics. Yeah, I actually kind of think you have to watch Dragon Ball in order to enjoy Dragon Ball Super. I've heard that from other people. Uh, the movies, like the stuff that came after Z and after GT, they really went back to form and said, hey, let's just let the characters be silly. And there's still stakes, and they're having a fight, but we're just going to, you know, we're having a goofy character on the side. And there was one, uh, I don't remember, I think this was Resurrection F, probably, but did, did you ever see that one, that movie? No. That was the one with Frieza, and he turns gold or something? Yeah, I, I had heard about some of that stuff, but I'd never seen it. So there's a gag in the beginning where Bulma's looking for the Dragon Balls and somebody's helping her. I don't think it was Vegeta, but it was, you know, the, the normal gang. And I think Piccolo asks Bulma, like, hey, why are you looking for the Dragon Balls? Like, we you know something going on. And Bulma is like, well, none of your business. And then somebody else like tattles on her and says that it's it's just because she wants to ask uh, Shenron to make her like three years younger. And they're like, what do you like? Why? Like why three years? They, like this can literally resurrect people and change nations. Like you're going to ask to look three years younger. He's like, well, yeah, if you ask for more, then everyone knows that he had work done. <laughs> and she's like mad about it. <laughs> and it's funny. It's haha. But then on the opposite side of the galaxy, freezes back and he's looking for the dragon balls too. Because he's looking for Planet Namek. Okay. And one of his henchmen say, like, well, Lord Frieza, what, you know, it's, he's got his evil plan. Lord Frieza, why are you looking for the Dragon Balls? They're going to wish to become immortal? And he says, no, it was very annoying to be dead and have to go to hell. I don't, I, you know, I don't want to be immortal because I, I want to die someday. Uh, I just want the Dragon Balls 
so that I'll be three inches taller. And like, Lord Frieza, you, you want to be three inches taller? Like, like, yes, if I'm any taller than that, people will notice. <laughs> it's and so I weird. remember watching this in the theater, and I'm like, everyone's laughing out loud. It was the best. Yeah, the seeing like a character like Frieza who genocided a fuckload of planets be like, and now I'm a comedy character is so strange. It's strange. <laughs> it's I think the pettiness is jarring. I, I think you have to separate these things. Even though there's an established canon, it's not like uh with Star Wars. You watch the original trilogy, you watch the prequels, you watch the sequels. I feel like comparisons are valid. With Dragon Ball, they're almost different series entirely. And even though it's fun to see characters come back eventually, you have to keep it in the context of like, no, this is Dragon Ball Z. And you're supposed to be sad when Yamcha dies because it's tragic. It's not like a goofy thing that they're going to play off later. Right. You're supposed to be shocked when Piccolo gets a hurt. It's not like in the original one where he just says, aha, I'm immortal, I'll reborn myself right now, and also I'm twice as strong. Like, that doesn't happen anymore. Only the villains do that. And it's just, it's it's interesting how the, the context of the tone can completely shift how you're supposed to feel about it. Yeah. <laughs> one of the things this conversation made me think of, and this is going to be heresy, Dragon Ball Z is really similar to Lord of the Rings. And that, like, Dragon Ball is more of a kid's fun thing, like The Hobbit, and then it gets more serious. And neither have maybe the character writing to do exactly what they want to do. Because I have I have uh, qualms with Lord of the Rings, having reread the first book, and we'll move on to the second pretty soon. They're they're very good and they're fun, but they're not they're not they're not perfect. Also, crazy influential at Dragon Ball Z, right? So is Lord of the Rings. I bet. I wonder what the 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 staying power of Dragon Ball Z is as far as like influence goes where like people are still being influenced by Lord of the Rings. I, I bet, I bet Dragon Ball Z has that same level. Honestly, like I, I, I've, I'm, I said this to be kind of a, a jackass, but now I'm starting to believe it. <laughs> Did you watch Creed three? No, not yet. Is that Redbox? I recommend it, but there are shots in that that are literally just Dragon Ball Z references. Like, they're shot for shot, they're lifting the action sequence from Dragon Ball. I respect that. And it's, actually, it's very good. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't mean that in, like, oh, that's weird. I mean, I, I uh, my mom watched Creed 3. And I said, oh, yeah, I want to show you these comparisons. And I found a YouTube video that showed, like, side by side the Creed scene and then the anime it was lifting from. And it made her respect anime more. Because she understood, oh, the reason that they, like, ramp up and slow down is to actually, like, emphasize things. It's not just a, a shitty budget. And it's like, yes and yes. <laughs> We've kind of had this conversation before, but I feel like the uh, the current wave of cartoons, even starting probably, like, with Steven Universe, so I'll, the previous wave and the current wave, you can tell that the, the cartoonists, the Western cartoonists right now making things were really influenced. They grew up with anime. Because we're seeing that kind of hype, both in terms of action, but in, in just like crazy emotional highs show up in these cartoons. And it's fucking awesome. There, there are so many good things to take from anime as like storytelling. And so many people, especially with the written word, 
where they're like, I like a lot of anime, so I'm influenced by anime as I write my story. And I'm like, I can tell, and it's horrible. Please fucking stop. And it's like, no, there's there's good things to take. There's really good storytelling in anime. You have to adapt to what you're working on, though, and you have to like maybe realize that the things that made you happy as a child are not quite the things that will make you happy now as an, as an artist who is an adult working on these. Uh, what was... Okay, I want to ask a question here. I was looking at lists of anime, specifically lists of shonen. Uh, do you count... Um, where is it? Full Metal Alchemist as a shonen? Uh, Brotherhood, yes. Uh, the 2003 version, no. Okay, that's that's a very interesting way to put it, and I think you're right. I think I agree with that. Because <laughs> I, I was just really... going to say no, but I think maybe Brotherhood maybe ties it into the audience a little better. That was my issue with Brotherhood, because everyone was like, oh man, you got to watch that Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, it's fucking great. And it speeds through all my favorite parts of Full Metal Alchemist, because, oh, the first anime did that. And then it gets shown in his fuck in a way I don't like. And I was like, no, I, I, I don't really care for this. There's good elements in it. There's really good yeah, stuff. Other, I'm not saying it's all bad, but. The other one really played up the drama a lot more. Yeah. Also, the like uh, the summoning circle or whatever that was made with an entire like city. It felt so uh, power creep bullshit. Like Super Saiyan 3 just happened at the end of Full Metal Alchemist. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Well, it's also one of those things where I feel like in Brotherhood, they stopped paying attention to... Well, I, I guess you phrased it really well with power creep. I feel like in the uh, original anime, they tried to keep it in a certain tone where you kind of understood what was capable and what wasn't. Yeah. And when Brotherhood, it felt like they were inventing things along the way that were also like... I'm certain someone would have had this idea already, right? In this universe. Right. It, it, like, this can't be a new concept if this is possible all along. That's the stuff that kind of... I scratched my head a little bit. The uh, Here's one for you. Uh, do you think Gurren Lagan is a shonen? Have you seen that? I've never seen that. I, I've, I've been rewatching that one lately. Um, we got one episode left. I really like that anime a lot. It's... It's very stupid, but it's also weirdly smart. It's one of those. And I, so much I'm familiar with it. I know that there's like a sniper that has a bikini. Yeah. And she's on a lot of like fight sticks at fighting game tournaments. <laughs> and a lot of like bags at Hot Topic. Yeah. It's weird because the, the fan service for her always feels like a joke when they do it. But then it's like, yeah, but you're still doing it. And she's like canonically very young. So it's still not good. But it also, it, it it's never, it doesn't feel like it's ever actually supposed to be titillating. It's supposed to be funny. Okay, this is not a shonen, but have you seen Rail Wars? No. I... <laughs> Uh, so Rail Wars is, it's, it's such a strange anime. It has this weird, so it's, it's about, it's, I want to call it Slice of Life. Okay. And it's about young people that get a job working at the train station as security. And so it'll be, yeah, like they're at the train station 
and a little boy is lost and he's crying and then the the main characters are they they don't know how to deal with kids and they're all awkward and then the one uh, character that has very large chesticles is very motherly and so she knows how to help the child be happier and it's all uh she can she's so good with kids it's not nice that we'll find the kid's mother and then all of a sudden uh, there's a bomb threat and they have to evacuate and it gets really serious <laughs> like really fast and i was like well wait what's going on this is the first episode but there's just so much weird fan service in it and i can never figure out what the tone is I do appreciate that. I think anime doesn't really sometimes give a shit about tone and it is just going to do whatever like they think the story needs. There's a, I, I never really know what to expect, which is funny because sometimes I really know what to expect in terms of like story beats. And then there are times where you're just like, wait, why are the characters doing this? This doesn't, doesn't make any sense, but I'm kind of here for it. Oh, wow. Yep. That's definitely an anime. Like, I see that, I'm like, okay, this is probably a comedy, I hope, but I also have no idea. It's, it, it, I think it's comedy, it's just that they'll play things up, and there's, like, a literal bomb, and they're diffusing it, but then there's a part where it's like, oh no, I tripped something wrong, I can't leave, I have to hold my finger here, or it'll detonate. And then the other character will be like, okay, I'll, I'll support, I, I'll, I'll help you, you hold that, and then I'll lean over you. And reach the other part of the bomb, and now like her chest is in his face, and it's like they could die, they they could blow up the whole train station, and multiple people would die. But also this little wacky situation there, it was it's inappropriate. Ooh. Yeah, it's confusing. I don't. It's it's peak anime, but that's it not really a shonen. Is. One thing, one criticism I do okay. have of Demon Slayer, real quick, is I think a lot of the comedy not very good. Sometimes, sometimes funny. Most of the time, not great, and sometimes definitely ruins the uh, the tone of whatever is going on. Sometimes I wonder if that's a translation thing. It, it very well could be. Because Japanese people have a very different sense of humor. And I feel even in the U.S., you can find different areas where different people will find things very different, <laughs> funny, <laughs> in, in a general sense. It's very hard to translate jokes and especially when they're sight gags you can't just rewrite them so when a character acts all goofy or something and it just sort of lands odd and confused well like i don't like the guy with the pig mask i just don't care oh i liked him a lot more than the other guy um inosuke is the pig mask guy and i cannot remember yellow hair who whines a lot i feel like they both are attempts at comedy Yes. Because they both have their moments, and I'm not sure that I like either of them that much. <laughs> they get better as the show goes, I will say. Uh, I, I I get endeared sure to both get, of them. Yeah, I'm sure they get better stuff, but... <laughs> We're at uh, 52 minutes. I don't know uh, if you got anything else. Otherwise, uh, should we wrap up? I think we can wrap up. I was going to go over here to chat GPT and I accidentally closed that tab. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. So I went to chat GPT and I asked it, can you put together a list of the top 10 shown in anime? And it gave me one piece, 
My Hero Academia, Demon Slayer, Attack on Titan, Naruto, Dragon Ball Super, Hunter x Hunter, Black Clover, Haikyuu, and can you guess what number 10 was? I'm hoping Dragon Ball Z. Jujutsu Kaisen. Oh, wow. I still don't know what it is. I'm going to do research after the show. I didn't expect it to come up on these lists so much. You know what I love is we did a Shonen episode and we did not talk about One Piece. And uh, here's why. I've never fucking seen it and I don't like the art style. And they're like a thousand episodes, so I will never see it. I will will never, ever consume One Piece. I love the art style so much. I think... I, well, you've read my comic. You know how I do faces. That's super heavily inspired by uh, by One Piece. I like your comic, though, and I like your art. So I feel like you're using inspiration well, because I, I don't really care for how One Piece looks. Well, it's it's specifically the um, the over-emotion. Like, like, I, I think that in, in a lot of anime and a lot of manga, there are certain tropes to design where if you want to convey that someone's sad, you draw them in a specific way. And what's his name? The artist that does One Piece, uh, he will draw people just ugly crying. Like, they, when they're sad, they do not have a flattering aspect to it. They got, you know, fluid dripping out of their nose. They are They are sobbing because they're in pain. If it actually gets there, you know? And yeah, that's important because the whole thing is so silly. You know? <laughs> he has such a weird sense of humor. I I don't know if you ever saw that letter that someone wrote into the the comic once, and they they asked him like, "How do you draw a woman?" And his tips was literally just like, "We'll draw three circles, and two of them are boobs." It's oh, the it's... funniest diagram in the world, but it also describes every single character he draws, and it's like, oh, wait a minute, this is actual advice. Yeah, it sure is. Oh, there's so much we didn't touch on in this conversation, like how most shonen cannot write women worth a shit, and I, I don't think Demon Slayer does the greatest job of it either. Or, uh, well, I have so many opinions about, to? like, Hunter Hunter. I mean, I would prefer they do. I know, like, Shonen I mean, is kind of like boys' anime, you know, action shows for, for teenage ki- uh, ma- men. It, it, Shonen, yeah, it's it's really supposed to be just a fantasy, like a power fantasy for 10-year-old boys. I don't know, God like, forbid the women are more than just boobs. I don't know. I think that's the charm. I'll, I will agree to disagree with that. Are there any good boobs in Dragon Ball? I don't think so. Are there any good boobs in Dragon Ball? Um, Bulma? Okay. Bulma as written by uh, Dragon Ball Z Kai writers. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I won't disagree. I think my tastes are just really pedantic. Yeah, that's okay. Uh, uh, I feel like we got dumb. Are we dumb? I told you I'm always dumb. I don't think you're always dumb. Uh, 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 
I'm sorry. I may have may or may have not have started drinking a little early today. I didn't drink because I drank too much yesterday. That's good. I'm a little annoyed. I probably shouldn't have drank today. I should have waited till tomorrow. So now I'm going to be dry tomorrow, and I'm going to spend the whole Friday going like, man, why did I drink yesterday? That wasn't fun at all. You know, at least you, like, know to maybe take a, a break, even if it's on a Friday. Like, there, there are weeks where I'm just like, oh, shit, I drank every day this week. Usually just the one, but sometimes not. Sometimes it was more. And then I'm like, boy, why do I feel so bloated and poop weird? And it's like, oh, maybe it's because you poisoned yourself every day, you dumbass. That too. So, I want to ask you, Chad. Yeah. Do you have a glad space? Probably. I'm trying to think of what the fuck it is. Um. Um. I got a straw. That, that's not really the glad space. The glad space here is that uh, by the whole vocal stuff I've been doing, getting better at it. My vocal coach is like, yeah, but your breathing still is like in need of some serious work. You know what you should do is you need to practice breathing in from your diaphragm. You're not doing it right. And you need to get a straw and just like practice breathing through a straw because that's really going to force you to pressurize your body in the way you need to to take healthy, in-depth breaths so you can project better outwards. And so a big part of my practice today was breathing through this fucking straw, which I am currently holding. And it seems to be working. And it's kind of funny to be like, I have to learn how to breathe better correctly the right way. This thing I have been doing for 34 years, breathing, the breathing I I need to do. This is just like something they do on Demon Slayer where it's like, oh, to slay a demon, you have to learn how to breathe through a straw to balance your chi. So really, I'm I am I I could kill demons now because I I breathed properly like four times today, and then made really loud scary noises on the exhale, and it's, am I glad about it? I don't know, not really, but also yes because it is like more progress in this art form I keep pursuing, um, and it's nice to get better at it and be like, hey, I'm doing this. And I can see myself in the mirror. My shoulders aren't moving up and down because I'm not like gasping in the wrong way. I'm gasping in the right way. Baby steps. Sometimes the the increments we make in a for our art are not very exciting, but they need to be done anyways. What about you, Cameron? Are you glad about anything? I am. This picture brought me an... Uh, I'm going to say an unearned amount of joy. Are you familiar with 7-Up? Yeah. Are you familiar with the mascot for 7-Up? Yeah, cool spot. So, somebody... This went, like, viral. Not viral, viral, but... I saw this on Twitter. Uh, Somebody said, I couldn't find any Christian art of cool spot from 7-Up, so I made some. And he just drew this weird Microsoft Paint drawing of Cool Spot praying. Oh my god! And something about it—that's it, it, such a perfect picture that it's just sort of like I keep seeing it. I think I've seen it like five times a day. It keeps like rehitting my feed, and it makes me smile every time. It's so dumb. It's a silly little shit post, but there's something about Cool Spot in front of the Jesus Saves cross, and it's just kind of like you know what. Everything's going to be all right. This is, uh, no, no, this gave me, like, I, I'm grinning, like, hard from this. This is, like, my favorite kind of internet horse shit I, at this point. It's just, like, these really it's weird. It's very charming. 
deep cuts. It's complex. It's oddly complex in a way that it doesn't deserve to be. Yeah, it. But that's all. (laughs) This is the dumbest glad space I've ever had on our show. I mean, yeah, that's okay. Mine was kind of stupid. This reminds me of when I I heard that, hey, there's going to be a new serial mascot. uh, That's, uh, you know, Carmella the zombie or whatever. I'm like, oh, I got to search her on rule34.xxx right away just to make sure, you know, the Internet's doing what I want it to. And I'm like, there's only three images. What the fuck? Really? Only three? At the at the time of, of me looking, there was only three. Wow. Was it Carmella Creeper? Yeah, there's only three. And they're I not think even... that's a cute design, though. I think for, for sugary cereals, they're doing all right. Oh, for sure, for sure. It's just it's just weird. And if I search like Carmella by itself, um, I don't get that much either. There's a, apparently a WWE character. I don't know. I, I expected better out of the internet, but maybe maybe, you know, a couple months from now. Well, I guess anything's possible. Ah, uh, yes. When you draw while masturbating, anything is possible. I don't know. I think that gets in the way, doesn't it? I don't know how to draw. Touche. <laughs> I like what you just sent me. All right, are we well, done? Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. No. Send okay, all bye. your angry emails to us at opinionsarecheap at gmail.com. Oh, I forgot to check the email. Hunter Hunter wasn't very quick. good. Oh, we got like 18 emails last week, and all of them are asking us to just hopefully we'll never do an anime episode again. Oh, no.